Hey guys, it's Mide and welcome to the Rated Gen Z podcast. Okay, on this episode, I have my friend Letitia here. Letitia, why don't you introduce yourself? What's up? My name is Letitia. So Letitia's on South Carolina women's basketball, and she was just at the NCAA tournament. So tell me about that. I watched it on TV, and I saw all the stuff um, on Twitter and on TikTok. So what was that like, like the weight room and all that? It's crazy. Like, honestly, when we first walked in, so like we came in and we had like our first... um, practice we came in and we saw that like I'm sure you saw the picture it was like literally a hotel not even a hotel like it was just like a joke like a little yeah. wreck and we saw it we're like oh like you know how you do like prehab before yeah day, or, like practice we're like oh yeah like it's maybe for like prehab or whatever like didn't think anything of it yeah and normally we always do weights every day like basically yeah. every day we do weights so like we're like okay like where are we gonna do weights yeah that's that's your weight room right there so we couldn't believe it like it was just like come on this is like the highest tournament right. out here and this is how you get to treat like high level athletes it made no sense no nah, i was shocked because when i saw the picture even so even before i saw the men's what they had i was still shocked because i'm like okay you right. have dumbbells and they're not i don't even what was the biggest one what 40 pounds no, the biggest was 25 pounds. And it's like, there's not even enough weights on that rack for the whole team to lift at once. <laughs> exactly. Like, it was just ridiculous. No, it really felt like they rushed to nearest Walmart during a pandemic and there was, like, nothing available. Yeah. Ridiculous. Okay, so then when when they ended up bringing it, or was it, it was Dick's, um, Dick's Sporting Goods or something like that that ended up doing that? Yeah. Were y'all like, oh, yeah. like, we don't even want it because it was forced? Or were y'all like, okay, like, like were, were people trying to, I guess, uplift it and be like, oh, thank you for eventually doing this? Or were they like, nah, we don't even want it since it was the second thought, you know? I mean, at first, we're definitely like, this is, this is kind of like an act. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're kind of just Acting doing it facts. for a while. Because, yeah. like, this is like, you had time to prepare the tournament is the same day every single year for how many years? Like, you have time to prepare. So, like, when we first saw it, we are like, yeah, like, we're excited, but whatever. But then after, like, I mean, this is the tournament time. We have no time to complain. Exactly. So, we had to get going. And, I mean, we're just happy that we're able to get those um, equipments. But it was definitely, like, okay, like, you guys are chasing clouds. Yeah. But, like, okay, so you've seen, like, with this whole pay gap in women's and men's sports, you've seen the argument that, women aren't generating as much revenue. So would you say that maybe that's part of the reason why that they were, like, kind of giving more stuff to the men's side of the NCAA? Oh, not at all. Like, there's so many arguments for that. First of all, even if there was a pay discrepancy, we know that there is. But, like, when you're looking at it, like, it makes no sense to give those type of weights. Yeah. the the discrepancy cannot be that large where you, you are literally giving us 25 yeah. pounds like it's ridiculous like that that at that point like just don't give us weight it was so and the, yeah like i was gonna say it was so many oversights this tournament too like even the final four promo videos like how they left out arizona like i'm just kind of wondering what were they oh, thinking yeah. you know yeah it really felt like a lot of it wasn't it felt like it wasn't planned, and it doesn't make sense to say that. Like, this is the biggest tournament. I keep saying it, but this is 
a huge deal. Yeah. No facts, but another thing with the NCAA, the name image likeness, you know how that's supposed to come out next year. So you think yeah. that's kind of just like they're back against the wall and they're just like, all right, let's throw them a bone again type thing. Or you think there's something that they're like, all right, we think this is the fair thing to do for athletes. Honestly, I don't know, but I feel like what they showed is not helping their case. I mean, a lot of people um, were upset about it and not even only women, like even like on the men's side, like they're just upset with the NCAA and how they're treating yeah. people. So like, this is not help. Like you saw like people started wearing shirts mm-hmm. about it. Like this is not helping their no, case. So if that's what they're trying to do. Like, a lot of people are looking at other options, and I'm not saying, obviously, that's, like, what people should do, but a lot of people are, are, are upset. Yeah. No, it's, it's tough because there's perks about being a Division One athlete. Everyone always says that, like, when yeah. we complain, regular people will be like, oh, well, you guys get yeah. chartered flights, and you guys are the people on campus, and everyone wants to talk to the athletes, and this, that, and the third, but it's just like, yeah. okay, but we want what we deserve. We're getting stuff, yes, but exactly. we deserve more than that. And obviously, I wasn't playing on the same stage as you, but, like, even at our level, okay, like, we're at, I was at a lower level, but it's still, like, okay, like, come on, you like, you know? Right. Yeah, I agree. I think that, like, a, a lot of people's argument is the same, like, especially when you're looking at social mm-hmm. media, people that are just not athletes will just be like, well, you guys are getting free education. Yeah, yeah but we work for this. Like, <laughs> we are working three-hour practice, one-hour weights, um, two-hour study hall. Like, we are working more than a normal, like, yeah. student. So, obviously, like, we're supposed to be compensated for this, and we're putting our body through so much to be able to do this. So, yeah, it makes sense. And I was looking on – well, I always look on your page and I after games and stuff, and I, I read your comments. Do you read your comments? You read your yeah, comments? Yeah, sometimes. So, you see, yeah. even from – I remember from when you first dunked, and we were in the bus back from AU when you went viral. Oh, and, yeah. like, we were reading comments like, get in the kitchen. Um, you should be making sandwiches or whatever they're saying. Like, do those comments affect you? Be honest. No, it 100% does. Like, and especially when they just try to, like, like they'll see a dunk. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it's a woman, like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's just bad. Like, appreciate the dunk. Right. Like, why do people feel the need to... And it's just, like, no matter what we do, no matter how hard, like, I remember I wrote this letter for Canada mm-hmm. Basketball. Like, no matter how hard we dug that ball, we were going to be scrutinized for what we Facts. do. Like, first, first I remember I did the one hand. People were like, yeah, well, I want to see a two-hand. Mm-hmm. I remember a friend. She did a two-hand. She's like, well, I want to see a windmill. Like, wow. Like- and let, me, let me ask you this, then. So they talk about the dunking and, like, the women's game not being exciting. So do you think that they should lower the rim? Mm. Wow, I've had so many debates about this. I I don't think so. You don't so. think so? And and the reason I say this is because first of all, you're looking at outdoor parks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say we lower the rim to nine point five, nine mm-hmm. feet. Okay, well, most rims out there, most outdoor rims are not adjustable. Facts. So now you're gonna tell uh your little girl that you want to bring to the park and like, okay, well, Let's go shoot some hoops. Oh, but there's not a hoop. That hoop is not regulation mm-hmm. for you. So what are you going to do? You're going to make people force them to start building more courts for women? Like, then there's a whole new 
um, side of basketball where people are going to be like, well, the, the rims are lower. Because people have the arguments about how our ball's exactly. So already doing that is creating more of a division. I just think that people are just trying to find excuses to make it, you know, fit to their standards of basketball, mm-hmm. fit to their needs. I think they should just be able to appreciate the, the, the game uh, on a different level. Nah, I feel you and I agree. Like, it goes back and forth. I've had debates about it as well. And I think maybe if, no, because I was going to say maybe if they initially had did that, like from the beginning, yeah. like regulation, how the women's ball is regulation smaller than the men's ball. If the net was like that right. too, maybe it would be different. But then you raise a good point. Then, okay, so kids who aren't playing rep or kids who are just playing in the park, what does that, you know, what does that mean for them? That's a good point. But yeah, I mean, it's tough yeah. being a woman in anything, honestly, these days. Yeah, for sure. And I would even say like, you're bringing a little girl and you're like, okay, well, we have to lower these things because that is too hard for you. You're not able to um, compete on the same level as men. Like, we're just going in this circle, a circle, or we're teaching our girls that we're not able to perform on the same level as men. And, and that's that's not helping their confidence. It's a cycle that's going to continue if we're just showing girls that, hey, we need to adjust. Like, listen, what their men are doing are a little bit too hard for us. So we have a little yeah. Let's just change it so that it, it makes men. But happier. do you think, like, like biologically, what? there are differences between men and women? A hundred percent, and that's why our ball is Facts. smaller. That makes sense, and that's anatomy. Like people are like, "Well, it's easy." Well, obviously, like our hands are smaller, like structured. Exactly. If you look at it, all our hands are smaller. Yeah, it makes sense. So I mean, yeah, there's obviously gonna be discrepancies that way. And I even talk about the WNBA versus mm-hmm. NBA, like. The WNBA is literally like 20, 21, 22 years old compared to the mm-hmm. NBA. So obviously there's a lot of catching mm-hmm. up to do. And people don't look at that. No, I agree. I agree. Well, let's pivot. So you have a female coach, a woman coach, and you, you've had male coaches before. So what is the difference for yep. you? And what do you, what do you prefer? Ooh. Okay. Well, I think the difference with, coach daily um she's a black exactly woman. and it's not only just a woman she's mm-hmm. a black woman and she's a huge mm-hmm. figurehead so i've had a lot of coaches like obviously a lot of male coaches that i've not necessarily looked up mm-hmm. to like i'll just they'll be my coach like i'll be like yeah like on the court like okay i'll come to you like if i'm wondering what play or how to develop myself like i'll come to you but like coach daily is an all-around like person that you just look mm-hmm. up to and i think that just helps so much like your development as a woman Mm -hmm. like just being able to see what she has done as a woman and Mm -hmm. as a black woman um just helps me so much more i I think no like i my first time actually no i've had women coaches we played on a team together we had women coach in ontario basketball and stuff like that and quite frankly it's something i've never preferred like our high school coach was a a male coach and i feel like we connected more because with the women it's just a lot of petty drama i feel like and it's like, wow, yeah, okay. and I think that in college, or at least am I, at my new school, I, I connect with my coaches a lot more than I'd say I did at my old school. And that's making me think, you know, maybe it's not about, I, you know, having a woman coach, there's things you can relate on different to a different level. And I think yeah. that's a plus, but then I think there are also benefits of having a male coach, as long as that male coach understands women and women's basketball which I feel like the one I had right. did. 
Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. Right? Like, I don't know. I've it's, never, I mean, it's yeah. tough. Because, yeah. I think it's different for you because, like, your coach is, like, a different level of, like, no male woman. Like, a lot of people haven't achieved what your coach has achieved, you know? So it's, like, she's just yeah. tough regardless. Yeah. And I think there's, like, kind of a stereotype around, like, a woman coach being, like, softer than a man- mm-hmm. male's coach. But I think Coach Staley is pretty, like, she's a hard dog. Like, she, she don't, she don't. Yeah, what? So I think with that, too, like, is is a little bit different. Like, I feel like people's answers can be a little different because, like, I've definitely had, like, some, I've definitely seen, like, a lot of female coaches be a little bit mm-hmm. softer, especially in their mm-hmm. speech. Um, so I could definitely see how, like, people would, like, like male yeah, coaches a lot Yeah, I agree. Now nah, that was, yeah, yeah the kind of, yeah, I'm gonna just leave it at yeah because I don't want to get too yeah. much into it. But nah, as of now, I'm for the male coaches. But I think when I get to Purdue, I think based on what I've how I've talked to my coaches so far, I think I'm gonna really click with them. So if we come back yeah. in a year, it might be a completely different answer. <laughs> but you spoke about how your coach, um, Coach Staley, is a black coach. So. I yeah. something I've dealt with in my basketball career is I don't know if you've heard about it, but the like aggressive versus IQ slasher shooter argument that black play- mm-hmm. this isn't even for just women black players are labeled aggressive and slashers, and then white players are the ones with the mm-hmm. IQ and like shooters per se. So like, what what do you yeah. think about that? And is this something you've experienced? Uh, I would love to say that the stereotype or what you just described is not mm-hmm. true. Um, I feel like this is like it's it's true to an extent mm-hmm. because I definitely feel like how people are developed. Like if you look at a team that's like a, a lot of white people, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like okay mm-hmm. shooters, and I don't know why it's like I, that. I think. You know why but, I think it's like that? I think it's an like we said why? before with the ball. I think it's anatomy. Black people, are yeah, okay, and we rely on yes. Them. So we yes. might not practice yes, our shooting agree. as much as they do because you know, right. like we just not saying there's p- white players who aren't athletic. I've seen plenty, yeah, but for the most part, yeah, the black players are just naturally gifted, and so maybe they don't practice their shooting as much. I don't know what the issue is. I don't know what it is, but but right. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, well, you know, like I'm I'm not a very aggressive rah 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 type player bumping everything you know yeah so like when people are like oh she's a she's an aggressive slasher this that, and third i'm like i mean i can do that but like where are you even getting that from you know which makes me think yeah. it's okay so she's black so she's aggressive you know yes i think that's why and also i like to raise a point where it's like okay we were brought into the canadian system and as much as, like, I feel like the Canadian system is a lot more, like, if you look at who's the mm-hmm. coaches, it's a lot of white females or white mm-hmm. males. And I feel like the way they teach is a lot more analytical and it's Facts. more, like, teaching the oh game. Oh, my god! And I feel like, and I feel like when you look at me, like, you would just think, like, I have no basketball yeah. IQ, just obviously because yeah. I'm black. But, like, being raised into that system by, like, a lot of white people where they're, like, really i feel like really critical and really into the like iq part of the game has made me like because if i feel like if i wasn't brought into that and i feel like if i was 
brought into a different environment like it would just be about my athleticism and it'd just be about like me being that raw raw like aggressive no that is facts and I never thought about that Canada basketball and Ontario basketball definitely we learned a lot and you know at the time I was like wow we're always doing this like can we play or like can we do something else yeah but now looking back you know maybe we did learn a lot from it because I agree a lot of the players I've bumped into and like on my team the black players maybe don't don't know as much but it's yes. probably not a black or white it's probably just canadian american systems just function yeah. completely yeah. differently yeah i agree like a lot of my teammates like have never done like these type of like film sessions like you know how we break it down in team canada mm-hmm. like they've never done those type mm-hmm. of things so like obviously like i think like just looking at systems wise like the Canadian basketball system mm-hmm. is a lot more about IQ. Like, we've shifted yeah. a lot. Like, before, it would literally be, like, four hours of film yeah. and, like, one hour on court. But we've shifted a lot. But I definitely think, like, we em- emphasize a lot more on Facts. IQ. But the thing is, like, let's take, for example, Shayna, Arizona. Let's take her, for example. Yeah. Players like Shayna in Canada were just, like, Oh my gosh, we have yes. never seen anything like yes. this before. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying Shayna's a great player. We saw her play. We saw her yeah. play. We saw Arizona go all the way. But uh, yeah. players like Shayna is just like, oh my gosh. And I feel like Canada needs to develop more players like Shayna. Yes. Like you. Oh my Shoot, gosh. Even players like Come you, on now. Like, it's not even a lot of Come views, on now. You know? Yes. I, just, I like. I agree. Why do we want to be so rigid and shoot the ball and yeah we learned a lot from it but imagine like we were naturally gifted enough to be able to go to states and and you know make it down there but it's a lot of Canadian girls that go for the year and come back yeah yeah and what I would like to say about that I think again we've shifted a lot like if you look at when we first got into the system till like Mm -hmm. now like at first like team Canada was really known was not known for athleticism Mm -hmm. like ever mm-hmm. like that was just not you don't look at team Canada. you look at team canada you said they execute yeah. well because of our exactly. iq and i feel like shayna is seen as a deviance because like she's pure like athleticism like i'm getting to the yeah. room like i have the speed like i'm gonna use that like um she's more of like this like you can see as system players mm-hmm. and just players that can mm-hmm. score and i feel like she's a player that can score mm-hmm. so like that was something that team canada and i feel like Canadian system is like we don't really breed like that we're more of like a system Mm -hmm. so I feel like we need to develop more scores and I feel like we're definitely doing Mm -hmm. that like now team Canada's more like okay let's be like let's disturb people let's use our athleticism let's Mm -hmm. do this so that we can beat other players because obviously we have to adapt so I definitely think I agree with you like a hundred yeah so we talked about Canada basketball and would you say that here in Canada we're softer than in the states Oh, not anymore. Not I would. Anymore. I wouldn't. Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I think that. I definitely think that. I mean, compared to the states, that's tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I definitely don't think that we're soft yeah. now. I think it depends on your program. You know, there was programs that I was part of that were very soft, and there was other programs in Toronto that hoop just like in the states. You know, I think it depends where you go. Yeah. But you know, it, it is there is a lot of Canadian players that come back. So yeah. what would you attribute that to then? I would say that our system is so different from the States. Like, 
how we develop, how we do things mm-hmm. is so different. And I think that that's why OSBA has been so huge mm-hmm. because like it's, it's just be able to simulate like a day in a life of a, a college athlete. Mm-hmm. And I think that like Canadian basketball, like the U.S., I mean, not the U.S., the university level is not the same as, as college mm-hmm. level in the States. So, you know, you're not doing these type of workouts. You're not doing three hours practice and, and one hour lift and, it's not like that, mm-hmm. right? So I think that it's just a culture shock. Like, it's just completely different mm-hmm. um, from Canada. And I feel like um, we're definitely doing a lot better. I think people in the States are kind of looking for a certain type of player. Like, now mm-hmm. it's like, if you can't, if you're a post player before, it's like, if you're a post player that can post up, like, I want you on my mm-hmm. team. But now if you're a post player that can post up, okay, I have that. A post player that can post up and dribble the ball, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, yeah, that's different. Post player that can dribble the ball, shoot, okay, like, now we're talking. Facts. And I feel like in Canada, like, before, we were so into, let's develop a traditional player. Mm-hmm. Like, traditional point guard, you pass first. Traditional post, you post up, and you get buckets. Mm-hmm. Now that we're developing those type of all-around players, mm-hmm. like, okay, now people in the States, like, okay, we can hang with them. Mm-hmm. But before, I feel like it was just, like, you know, we've seen that before, mm-hmm. kind, of t- kind of thing. And I think, honestly, you and I, like you said, in developing players very specifically, I think you and I got lucky because, you know, you're tall. You're 6'2", whatever. I'm six. Yeah. I'm almost six feet. And it's like, yeah. really, truly, we both should have ended up post throughout right. our whole college career. Somehow, yeah. some way, well, not somehow, some way, I had a coach that saw my athleticism and was like, no, you're going to play a guard, but you yeah. know, like, I could have ended up having no dribbling skills, no ball handling skills, like, no shooting, anything like that, if, you know, I would have gotten the hands of the wrong coach in Canada. Because, like you said, yes, you know, and even you, too, I feel like people were trying to put you in that role, but you had oh, yeah. coaches that were like, nah, be on the perimeter and da-da-da. And I see, like, I watch your games, and I see how much you got, you still use that stuff. And I think yeah. it puts you ahead of a lot of other post players, like you said, because you can shoot the ball, you can dribble the ball, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think that, like, that's one thing that, like, we need to keep doing because you're seeing the game change so much. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, like you said, like, so many different programs were like, yeah, you're a post player. Like, my big thing, like, everybody knew is I took the ball, I got the rebound, I brought it to the other other end. Like, Mm -hmm. it was always my thing. So, like, those type of coaches that always try to, like, you're not doing this, like, you're not doing that, like, well, now you're seeing a lot more post players doing that. Mm-hmm. So I think that just being able to not just seeing a tall girl shoving her into the post is, like, so key. And I mm-hmm. think that a lot of programs are starting to, like, take notice of that. So if you had to say one thing to a young girl just beginning to play basketball, what advice are you going to give her? Um... Well, I would say I have, like, so many different things. But, like, now I think about it, I think that, like, finding a good team and finding a good fit mm-hmm. and and finding somewhere that, like, you can truly get better is so important. Finding because, somewhere like, that what? That you can – oh, sorry. It's finding somewhere that you could really get better and, and really develop the skills that you want to develop mm-hmm. is so key. Because, like, I could have easily been somewhere where, like, they did not develop me or they did not teach me basketball IQ. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would be in a totally different spot. So mm-hmm. being able to find somewhere that, and someone like the people around me always push me to work harder. Mm-hmm. So find those people and, 
and finding those trainers and coaches in that program that's going to really make you feel better and make and develop you in that player that you want to be is so important. Facts. No, I'd give that same advice, you know. Find somewhere where you can flourish and, and do that. But, yeah. okay, so another thing for young players b- beginning to exit high school and on to college, especially in this pandemic and everything. So JUCO, staying in Canada, low major, high major, mid major. How much emphasis do you put on going high major? What's the difference? I'm just now about to go high major, about to be a junior, just now about to go high major. But you've been there. So mm-hmm. what would you, would you say? I guess you've never been mid-major, so you can't really tell. But would you say that it's, an, it's important? It's something you should try to do? Does it matter? Does it not matter? I say always strive for the highest, like, like the highest. Like always strive for the highest. Mm-hmm. And I say this because I definitely think that mid-majors, low-majors, D1, D2, I mean, you're playing basketball. Mm-hmm. regardless like mm-hmm. you're 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 chasing your dreams but mm-hmm. i think that there's a, a big difference in high majors especially if you're trying to make it like facility wise trainer wise like mm-hmm. it's different like once mm-hmm. you start living the high major life is it is different and and <laughs> i think that i wish i knew for <laughs> well, now you know baby but, i don't know yet <laughs> but yeah it's so different like the exposure you get, um, I think they're definitely doing a, a better job of trying to get um, all-around exposure and, mm-hmm. you know, D2 and all that. But th- there's a difference. Like, when you go high major, the exposure you get, um, living the NCAA tournament, I, I mean, for sure, low majors mm-hmm. are, are doing a great job. Obviously, this year, you saw mm-hmm. Arizona, definitely not low major, but, you know, they were not projected to be um, where they they ended up. So, um, I mean. Yeah, like, look it, at BYU. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's not really yeah, exactly. a big major for real, but no. let me just use that yeah. as an example. Exactly. So it, it's, it's definitely a harder route as a low mm-hmm. major, but um, I think that as a high major, I mean, things are just different. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's where I'm going to leave it because you don't, I mean, I don't get really too know mixy. much. No, I don't really know much more about like the. Well, girl, let me tell you. Let me tell you. So (laughs) No, you tell me. Yeah, let me tell you. We spoke about this yesterday. I went to a mid-major. Would I say that the competition there was amazing, amazing? No. But there were definitely players, high major, quote-unquote, high major players at my mid-major and in my conference. For myself, you know, I think, I mean, coming out of high school, I was always projected to be, you know, you know where I was projected to go. You know how yeah. everyone on our team went. And I didn't yeah. take that route. But, you know, I'm grateful because I developed a lot and I played a lot more than I think I would have played had I have went straight to a high major. Right. Now I feel like I'm in a position where I know college. I know how things work. So now when I get to Purdue, I think I'm in a much better position. I can play two through four. Shoot, hopefully soon one through four. But I think... And this goes, again, back to the portal like we were talking about before. Going into the portal, it was hard because I knew what I wanted. I knew where I wanted to play, and I knew that I could play there. And I think from watching your games and all that, like, I knew what I was capable of. And I spoke to you about this before. The disheartening thing about trying to level up is people always want to tear you back down. Of course. And I think had I had not had a support system like, you guys, my parents, you know, some of my other good friends at my school, like, I probably wouldn't have made that move. 
And mm-hmm. I think it's because people are always in your ear saying, oh, you know, there's nothing wrong with low majors. There's nothing wrong with major. Yeah. And there is by no means there's nothing wrong with it. But like you said before, always aim for the highest. Yeah. If you can do that, do that. Because right. you're going to gain a lot more from playing against the best of the best. And like you said, the facilities, the trainers, the tra- yeah. it all makes a difference, man. It makes a difference. Right. And also, even with that, like, it's kind of, it's a, a hard subject because it's like, okay, let's look at somebody that's like, would you rather play 30 minutes, average mm-hmm. 20 points out of mid-major mm-hmm. or low-major? Let's not even, mid-major and high-major, yeah. I feel like it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. It is. So, Depends let's on the say low-major, low-major mm-hmm. versus riding the bench on a high-major. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean, the facilities are great, training are great. But, yeah. But, if you're not playing, you're not what does it playing. Mean? Yeah. So I don't know. In that instance, I really, I'm still like even thinking about that. It's like, okay, well, like I feel like I can still get better. Like I'm still at a high major. I still can get mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. And if I get the opportunity, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, honestly, I I look at you for example, or even me. I went to. I didn't play that much my freshman year. Yeah. And look at you. You didn't. You went to a high major. You didn't play as much your freshman year. If you would have went to a low major, you could have played 30 minutes. But it's like. Look at you now, you know, even in just yeah. your sophomore year, look how much you played in the NCAA tournament. Like just because yeah. out of out of high school, you're not going to play a lot. I don't know if that's enough for you to take or settle, per se, you know? Yeah. And I think yeah. it's, it's a lot because even look at the transfer portal right now. What is it? Fifteen hundred people in it. Yeah. What like uh, what do you think that's about? What do you think that's about? I mean, I'm, I was in the portal not like a week ago, but. I would say three quarters of them is because there's an extra year of eligibility and it's like a why not? Girl, the portal and is jumping right now. Okay, I would say it's half. Jumping. I would say half. <laughs> and the other half, I feel like no, I would say a lot of people are it's easy. Like I feel like if there was not a year granted, mm-hmm. I really do not see more than 500 people in that portal. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I feel like if, the, <laughs> if you had to sit out, there's not... 500 people is not going to exceed 500 people. I don't mm-hmm. think so. Uh, okay. You know, I would have transferred without with without that year. I would have transferred. And yeah. I think a lot of the... Not a lot. Another girl from my team, I think she probably would have transferred too. And yeah, like you said, there's people who probably would have regardless, but you don't... So I like this tweet. We talked about this the other day. A famous WNBA player. I can't remember who said it, but she said, I didn't like my situation and I didn't transfer. And it's like they look down on transferring. And I think if you're not happy somewhere, leave. I I don't know why. There's no shame in leaving somewhere where you're not happy or trying to achieve more. There's nothing wrong with it. And especially if we're given an extra year, girl, take advantage of that year. Yeah. Because the NCAA... I'm not going to say take advantage of it, girl. Take it as you wish. Like, right. you know, do what they do. So if they're going to give us freedom, let's take our freedom and ride with it, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I feel like a lot of people, like, I feel like a lot of famous WNBA players, not even famous, a lot of WNBA players that are tweeting about it is like, okay, like, mm-hmm. you guys are all-stars. Like, you guys are McDonald's All-American. Right. And, and they're talking play. about transfer. Right. Like, right. Like, you didn't play as much as you wanted. Okay. Right. And yes, you end up being an all-star the next three years. Okay. Exactly. I get that. 
But a lot of people are not McDonald's Americans. Exactly. A lot of people like pay <laughs> zero minutes Fast. and have a five star recruiting class next year mm-hmm. and have seniors that are gonna stay like okay, like sometimes mm-hmm. you gotta sit down and be real with yourself. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with you don't believe in yourself or you don't wanna trust the process, as they love to say. Mm-hmm. It's oh just my gosh. being don't real with yourself. Yeah. So be yeah. Be real with yourself. Facts. Okay, we're gonna end it on this question. From the tournament, every player you in the tournament that made it there, make your starting five. Everybody in the tournament. Everybody, you can pick five. Make your starting five. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would go with Ari from Arizona. Fle- I said Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> oh nah, she's hard. Okay, yes. Ari. I think um, it's Ari. Well, yeah, I said that. Ari, I said, Ari. Oh, no, oh, you I said Ari. No, I said you Ari. said Ari. I said Ari. Okay, Ari. Ari. Um, <laughs> it's okay. She's probably not watching this anyway. <laughs> um, she would be like the point. No, she wouldn't even be the point guard. No, she's not the point guard. She's a two guard. So that's your two guard. Yeah, that's your two guard. Okay, my point guard would be, um. Wow. My point guard. I would put her as... I think she's a point guard, too, though. Yeah, but I need her scoring. But like you put her as your two. Yeah, okay. okay let's just, two. I see you. I see you. Let's move on to the... I can't even think right now. The three would you know, be... Just, okay. Okay, three would be... Um, ooh, sorry, this is hard. I don't know. I, can I can't think of any people right now. I'm blanking out. Girl, you got 12 people on your team. Um. Hmm. Okay, let me just go and post players. Post players, I would definitely take Aaliyah. No doubt. Boston. Yeah, yes. You gotta throw her in there. She's hard. Uh, another one. Ooh. Who was a tough girl? Oh, um. One of those girls from Stanford. I don't know which one I would take. Probably like Cam because she's a rim protector. I ain't gonna lie. Mm. She's a rim protector. And, I see. Um, I would take Paige because Paige. Yeah, that's your three. No, that's my or your one. Uh, uh, three, three. Okay, so you need a one. You got R. Airy as a two. You got Paige as a three. Mm-hmm. You got. Cam as your four, and you got Aaliyah Boston as your five. Yeah, that's my so who's one. your point guard? I would take Zaya. Zayka. Yeah. Okay, so you're not even gonna put yourself on your starting five. What that say about you? <laughs> what? <laughs> Girl, I'm not putting you on my starting option. five. What? I'm definitely putting you on. It's not even an option. Who's yours? Right. You have fun. You want me to share mine? Oh, I can't share mine. I wasn't there. I don't know enough. Okay. I only watched your games for real. Okay. And and I watched the Arizona game, obviously, but yeah. Now we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for coming on. Wow, this is fun. Thanks for having me. 